Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to the Storytelling Lab, where we break down how to get to the heart of your story and the hearts of your audience to leave the greatest impact possible. And now here's your host, a filmmaker and competitive storyteller, Rain Bennett. What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Storytelling Lab, where we help you break down the art and science of storytelling. My name is Rain Bennett. I am your host, and my job is to help you deepen your connections, increase your sales, and serve your audiences better. Every Monday morning, I send out a storytelling tip to my email subscribers, and I talk about how I have used it in my own storytelling for my clients and for myself, and I leave you with tangible advice on how you can apply it to your strategies. If this sounds like something that would interest you, go ahead and sign up for the newsletter at rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. Again, that's rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. This podcast is a Six Second Stories production. Six Second Stories is a video marketing agency that helps you tell heartfelt stories to maximize your impact in minimal time. Find out more about what we do at sixsecondstories.com. Special announcement, storytellers, I have launched my first online course. I've been waiting a long time. I've been so excited to do this. It is called Uncover the Story to Launch Your Personal Brand. Now, that last word, that last concept, personal brand, is one that I fought against. I resisted folks for a long, long time. And hey, flash forward, guess what? When I leaned into it, when I embraced it, when I cultivated a personal brand, the story that I tell others things started to unlock in whole new ways for me. I was able to build a business just off of who I was as a person. Instead of starting from scratch every time I started a brand new project and then bouncing and spinning around from project to project, the core of my business is me. 
and everything else is extended from that core. So if I want to be Rain Bennett, the podcaster, Rain Bennett, the author, Rain Bennett, the online course instructor, the storytelling coach, the keynote speaker, the filmmaker, they're all coming back to that same core personal brand. This is what I'm helping people do. I started coaching when the pandemic hit because all my speaking gigs stopped and it has impacted my life and I think it's impacted others' lives in such a such a magnificent way, an unexpected way for me. Yes, I consulted with businesses and organizations, but I found the most profound impact by helping other people who had thoughts in the back of their head that they could do great things and serve people and make an impact on the world, but they just weren't sure how to access that thing within them. I helped them do that through finding their story. That has been so fulfilling for me, and I want to help you do that too. The thing is, not everybody can afford the over $1,000 of cost in the coaching package to do that. So I created a 14-lesson course that has all of the things and more that those coaching packages have, including a community of other storytellers so that you can share your experiences with and you can learn from them as well. All of this for $149. We will put the link to the course in the show notes. We are hosting the course on thinkific.com. It is called the Rain Bennett Storytelling School, and you can always find out information at rainbennett.com. What's up, storytellers, and welcome back to the Storytelling Lab. Listen, so many opportunities, so many platforms, so many places to tell stories. Where do you even begin? This is such a critical part of your storytelling journey of how to connect with your audience and your customers and community and clients with your stories. This is such a critical part of of doing that and being effective and using your stories to impact them and connect with them and knowing specifically where to find them. We've talked about this already this season on the show, the best platform for your story. What is the best medium for your message? There are so many different opportunities. That is what I talk about today with my guest, Robert Kennedy III. Robert Kennedy is an amazing storyteller. We linked up on, I, I can't remember if it was Clubhouse or Instagram, but you know, like like a lot of my guests, we, we connected online on social media because we're in the storytelling space. And like a lot of my guests, we hit it off as soon as we talked. And he's a natural storyteller. He's a magnet of and a ball of energy. And he's he's funny and, and he comes from the music background. And so you can you can tell that he's got this this thing about him, this natural performer you know, that draws you in. He's a personality. He's got a great voice. He, he's got a great personality and, and we hit it off. But we also talked a lot about being effective, being efficient with your stories, where and how to use storytelling to really connect with people. And we did a series of clubhouse talks or rooms as they call them that we hosted talking about different platforms and different ways to use different mediums to tell your stories. Robert does a lot with video. And this is what we talk a lot about in this episode. And this is going to be one of the most impactful ways you can use stories. If you can't tell a story in person, the next best way is to use video because you still have that human face that people can can see and relate to. And Robert does a lot with live video. So we talked about that. We talked about how the pandemic uh, made everyone switch to virtual gigs and how to still create that connection 
with someone in a virtual environment. Now, listen, we're coming out of the pandemic and eventually we will go back. But there's a lot of ways that people have learned how to use technology to be more effective. One of my clients, the Carson Cancer Foundation, we started doing a live video show every Thursday that I'm the host for. Well, we're not going to stop doing that just because the pandemic's gone. This has allowed us to reach people all over the globe for almost nothing and broadcast it live and give them give them amazing value and opportunities to learn. Uh, the show is called Luncheon with the Experts. So we, I host a different doctor or different specialist in this rare disease every Thursday. And it gives the patients of this disease all around the world a virtual one-on-one session with a specialist. That's hugely, hugely valuable. And we would never be able to replicate that in real life, not not without a ton of effort and a ton of money and a ton of time. So we're not going back. And I suppose I expect that similarly, a lot of organizations and companies aren't going to go back. They're going to continue to utilize technology and virtual environments to connect, tell stories, you you know, market, uh, reach out to their audiences. So this isn't going away. But the lessons that we learn through it aren't going away either. So when we are limited in our abilities, when we can't be together, how can we still be together? How can we still make human connections? We talk all about this. Robert is amazing, and he had amazing uh, gems that he threw out that I have used since then. I've had virtual speaking gigs, and I literally took things that he told me on the show and put them into action. And boy, let me tell you, they worked. This guy knows what he's talking about. He knows how to create it's almost, you know, what I love about stories is they're not, you know, they have this magical effect, but they're, it's not magic. It's science. It's magnetism, right? It draws you in. And, and Robert has figured out that. In boxing, we call it the sweet science. In storytelling, we call it the, you know, magic magnetism. I don't know. But he's got it. And he's got it no matter what format he uses. And that's why it was It's such a great episode because we talk about how to do it in this format, how to do it in that format, how to find the best medium for your message. That is the crux of this conversation. And so now I am going to stop talking. I welcome you back to the show. This is episode 92, and this is my conversation with Robert Kennedy III, and I hope that you love it. So I'm, I'm interested, you know, with you talking about thinking about the daily things that you do and trying to focus on it and where you should be spending your time, what tasks you can, you know, delegate to someone else. What is, what is the way that you are seeking to serve your people the most this year? Where are you focused? Well, I'm focused on creating content. So I'm focused on creating YouTube videos, most specifically on how you can tell better stories and what are the technologies that you can use to navigate that world uh, and create more visibility for those stories. So yeah, over, over the course of the last few months, I would say probably since December is when I said, you know what, enough already. Stop trying to do everything in every single area. And one of the things that I was doing was, yeah, I've got to write the blog post. I've got to shoot this video. I've got to schedule this, or I've got to make sure that my social media person is on target with these things. And they, you know, creating these, these images or shooting these pictures so that they can have uh, content or material with which to work. And I'm like, man, I, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. And that does, we haven't even gotten to the financial or the administrative end of things. So in December, I said, you know what, let me make this decision. I'm going to focus on 
the thing that I do, the thing that I can do the best, and that's create the content. Nobody else thinks about the content in, I, in the way that I do. So I'm gonna create it. And then once the video is shot, then I can have somebody else do the transcription, turn that into a blog post, turn that into another social media post, and really repurpose that in several different ways so that I don't have to follow all of that around. So that that is part of your strategy. It's not just to do the thing that that's easier for you, but it's also kind of like, I'm going to create the YouTube video and then it can trickle down and someone else yeah. can handle those smaller things. Yeah. So then you're kind of, you're kind of focused on the big picture. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not about what's easier for me necessarily because shooting the YouTube videos or at least creating the content calendar and deciding what I need to shoot content about. That's not necessarily easy, but it's still only there. There's some things that only Robert can give Robert's perspective on. Right. right? Yeah. And so as I do that, as I lean more into that, then I say, okay, cool. How can I then multiply myself? How can I then multiply all of these, the, the efforts that I've made with this and have larger impact. And mm -hmm. so that comes through, okay, yep, I've created it. Now, what, what else can people do with it? See, it's an interesting thing that I think a lot of people overlook because what it sounds like to me is that you're focusing on one, you're focusing on that big domino that will knock down the other dominoes, right? Yeah. But two, what that allows you to do is do those things that you do best to serve, to serve your audience, right. To serve, to yep. serve the clients that you have, because if you're sitting around doing this, the smaller tasks, which like you, you kind of said, they're not hard necessarily, but they're tedious and they take a lot of time. If you're doing every yeah. little piece of text, every bit of copy, it kind of takes you away from deepening, you know, your relationship with your audience. Is that fair to say? It does. It does. And I think it's not even so much a matter of, things that are tedious and whether you enjoy them or not. I think for a very long time, one of the things that I definitely did was I rationalized and I made excuses, right? Because I, I kind of launched it into the area or settled it in the area of, hey, I'm learning. I'm learning how to do these different things. And so I'm always in an area where I'm learning, but I'm not executing as efficiently as I could. And so I, I had to prioritize efficient execution. And so how does that happen? If I truly believe that I've got a gift or something of value to share with the world, if I truly believe that the experiences that I have will be transformative for others, then if I let all this other stuff get in the way, then that's less people that get to hear the story. That's less people that get to come in contact with the very thing that I believe is important. Mm, execution. I love it. It reminds me, uh, Right now I'm listening to Donald Miller's new book, Business Made Simple, Donald from mm -hmm. a story brand, very, you know, yep. very well known in the story space. And he's talking about uh, leadership qualities and the thing yeah. he's like, look, leaders have all you have, uh, you know, hyper hyperactive ones like Gary Vee. You have really super chill ones. You have ones that are like hustle, hustle, hustle and other ones that are that are laid back and you have different approaches to yeah. success. There's lots of different types of people. There's no one formula to success, but he noted that the one thing that they all share is they are prone to taking action. Yep. The word you use was execution, same concept, yep. right? About, so it's not just thinking, uh, he said, they don't let ideas die on the vine. 
So wow. any of us can yeah. come up the, right. The, any of these can come up. Any of us can come up with these great ideas that would work well. Like, oh, people would love that. But how many yeah. of us actually take the steps to to take action on them and execute those things? And that is the, the the difference there. So that's what I hear you saying. Does yeah. that, does, do you find like does, does you agree with that? Does that sound kind of like what you mean when you're talking about that? Like taking action on those things you think would would work. Yeah. So I mean, I agree with that, and and I want to take it one step further because the the danger or the downfall of action takers can be that we take action on too many things <laughs> that's, that's <me. laughs> right yeah. so if if you are a creative you get ideas all the time. I mean, for me, my spot, my space is the shower. I swear that's like where God talks to me, right? And so mm. I've got all of these different things that come into my mind. I, I feel like I gain clarity in, in that place. You know, every book title that I've ever had, every really good idea that I've ever had came from the shower. Right? Awesome. So um, I shower every day. So that means there's a lot of stuff that happens, right? So, you know, now you've got to really kind of start looking at, okay, I've got these ideas. I'm not scared of execution. Mm -hmm. What is it that I really ultimately want to achieve? And what is it that I really want to share with the world in, in, you know, in, in the best way or the most valuable way possible? And so now I start to bring in Eisenhower matrix to that. Right. So what's, Eisenhower's what's matrix is the, if you think about a, a square that is in four, areas or, or quadrants, right? Okay. And so in quadrant number one, up at the top, you've got what's urgent and what's important. Ah, yes. And then and then in the other one beside that, you've got what's urgent, not important. Mm -hmm. Then below that, you've got what's important, not urgent. And then you've got not important, not urgent, right? So now, as you begin to prioritize these ideas and these things that you want to take action on, or that you want to execute, you know, how do they line up in these areas? And then when you talk about urgent and important, first of all, we've got to do those first, but then how does that line up with kind of, you know, what, what you're already doing, what you already have in place, right? And so now I'm like, okay, yep, that's the frog that I need to eat first thing in the morning. That's the thing that I need to, 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 to do right, right away because that's going to get me to this goal or this dream. And the thing is that a lot of us, we need to keep that dream or that vision right in front of us all the time. So yes, I'm in execution mode, but I'm also in this mode where how can I be more strategic? Uh -huh. How can I be more big picture? How can I be more like, okay, yep, this is what everything looks like. And these are the resources. Uh -huh. These are the people. These are the, the applications that I need to accomplish this so that I can leverage all of that. It makes me think of another saying, I can't remember who to attribute it to, and I'll probably butcher it, but the gist of it is uh, thinking without action is a daydream, action mm -hmm. without thinking is a nightmare. Yeah. So you were talking about taking action on too many things. I think similar to that, people can, and I do suffer from this, can take action without really thoroughly thinking about that execution, that goal, right. where we're trying to go with it. And if you just take action without really thinking about it, you put yourself in a dangerous, you know, dangerous situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, yep. that, that sounded, uh, that made me think of, of that saying too. I'll, I'll try to put it in the intro who said that, because I yeah. think it's a wise saying, because it's, it's true. And, and you need both, you need both. And it's often yeah. people think it's binary. You're either one or the other, you're a dreamer or you're an action taker. Uh, right. And I think to have success in those goals, you kind of, you got to have both.
Um, yeah. I was wondering, how would you describe what it is you do? Oh, man. So that's the hard thing about this world, right? We, <laughs> we, we look to encapsulate people into these one or two word titles. <laughs> yeah, you can take as many words as you need, but you're right about that. You're right about that. Right? See, that's the thing. So, it's I like, mean, I know you're multifaceted knowing yeah. you like I do, and I know you help people in different ways, but I'm curious, like, how, how do you describe yourself without trying you know, to... Lately, I've been, if I have to put a label on it, I've been describing it as a storytelling technologist. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Tell me. Right? So um, I help people figure out how to utilize their stories to strengthen or to better execute their messages. Right? Mm -hmm. um, on the bottom of my email, it says I work with leaders who need to deliver critical messages with confidence. So Ooh. delivering the message is one thing. Sometimes if you deliver the message, but the vehicle is messed up or the vehicle is broken down, then then the message doesn't either it doesn't get there or it's not as powerful when it gets there. So one of the things that I've been working with, especially in the online side of my business. So there are two there are two there are two parts of my business. There's the B2B uh, business to business corporate company training company where I really work with organizations to help them become better business storytellers and more confident communicators. And then there is the B2C side where I deal with small business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches who need to be able to figure out how to get greater visibility for their businesses. And I teach them how to do that through storytelling. And, and that includes how to do that on camera, how to do that on video, live streams, etc. So all of that said, what I ultimately teach people to do is how to deliver the right message in the right way on the right platform. Mm -hmm. And is that dependent on the, the person completely who, who you're dealing with? Is it different for everyone else? Um, no, I, I wouldn't say it's like individualized. Okay. I think there are, if, you, if you're a small business owner, if you're a coach, if you are a, an entrepreneur, then you've got to be in the video space, right? You've, you've got to know how to deliver your message on video. Otherwise, you're going to be either trying to speak to a small group of people in person, or you're gonna be flying and running and driving everywhere to try to get your message to that group of people, right? So you've either gotta figure out how I can be super, how I can be connective, how I can be convincing on video. Uh, that may be through YouTube, that may be through your own live streams, that may be through you figuring out how to get on local or national television media, whatever the case is, that's a place that you've got to be. That's a place that you've got to be. Um, and then outside of that, if I'm talking to corporations, yeah, they, their leaders are typically in one of two places in the boardroom, in a conference room, or they're in a room, uh, an auditorium where they're handling like an all hands meeting or something like that. Now, especially since last year, that boardroom has transitioned to a Zoom meeting. <laughs> right? right. So so that's on screen. So how do you engage people when they're not sitting right in front of you? And they have the ability to turn off their cameras. Oof, let's, this is such a great point. It's so relevant for so many people now. For people yeah. like you and I, this was relevant. This skill was relevant already. 
right? Yeah. For years. But but like you you've just said, so many more people have been thrust into this this uh demand to mm-hmm. to do that on video. So let's dive let's let's dive into that for a little bit. What are some of the go-to techniques and strategies that you that you tell people that you know the must-haves they that they need the, the must-have skills they must they need to acquire to do that effectively because everybody's yeah. in this situation now and not everybody is great at it. Yeah. Well, two things. Number one, you've got to be interesting. Number two, you've got to be intentional. Mm. <laughs> right? So the interesting part is is the harder of the two. Right? Because it feels like you have to change your personality. It feels like you've got to change your energy. It yeah, feels is, like you've What is interesting? Ahead. You know, I'm like what does interesting mean? Cuz I think I know where you're where you're going. Yeah. I, bet, I bet a lot of people think it means like funny or something like that. No, no funny necessarily just okay. i mean it's all of us innately know what interesting is it's it's somebody that you want to listen to okay it's somebody that's that is passionate it's somebody okay. that's energetic it's somebody that um tells a story or speaks in a way that makes you want to continue listening mm-hmm. right so so that's interesting i mean i think about the i don't know and this is a movie it's going to re- reveal my age a little bit so <laughs> back in the day there was this movie uh Sister Act, Sister Act 2, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there was that professor, the guy that taught Latin. And in the in the movie, every time he spoke, it was uh, 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 it was monotone. Mm. It was this way. Let's go even further back. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. Bueller, right? So, <laughs> so the thing is, I meet leaders. I meet organizational executives and vice presidents and, and political figures who are like that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's how they speak. And the reason that people pay attention to them in person is because they have to. Because, yep, 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 yep. Got it. So how does that person become interesting? Well, number one, you you have it starts with self-awareness. Right. But you become interesting by being interested. You've got to figure out what it is that is of concern to your audience. What are the things that they care about? What are the things that drive them? What are the problems that are going on in their world? And what are the words that you can utilize that relate to those problems that will cause them to perk up? I like right? that. So if I've, if I've got um, an audience of, of, let's say that I've got an audience of women, right? And a lot of these women are maybe between the age of 25 and 40, right? So maybe one of the things that some of them, and hopefully I won't get in trouble for this, one of the things that some of them are thinking about is, you know, they've they've got families or or some of them are moms, right? As a speaker, as an, an executive in an organization, I've got to find out if that's the truth. I've got to find out if that's the case with the people in my audience. And if that is the case, then my language needs to to relate to that. Mm -hmm. Right. If if I don't if I speak in a way that doesn't even address their experience or their situation in life, then they're going to tune me out. They're not going to listen to me. Everybody's tuned into we FM. What's in it for me? Right. And so if 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 I'm not tuned into that, if I'm not connected to that, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. So it's not so much about you being energetic, because I think Robert shows up in a way that I, I bring energy to a room. Right. Just because right. that's who I choose to be. 
Yes. Right. But not everybody shows up or not everybody can do that effectively. But right. what everybody can do effectively is ask questions. Everybody can be curious. Everybody can find out what the people you're talking to care about. Mm. Right. So the interest that that was so, so well put about the uh, I wrote that down about, you know, to to be interesting, be interested. I love that. Yeah. It's so simple. And, and it, it's so clear, you know, the yeah. message that that conveys. Um, so for them to be intentional, I know we said interesting was kind of the hard part because some people struggle with that. What yeah. are the tips for someone to to tap into that intention, to be intentional with their yeah. delivery? So the intention also calls for you to step outside of yourself and ask the question, how can I bring the most value to this group? And the way that you bring value to the group is, again, by figuring out who they are, what they want, but then tailoring your delivery, tailoring your information to the platform mm -hmm. and the people. So let's say that people are virtual. The hardest part is to be virtual for some people. And we think that we can just come into a Zoom meeting and operate in the same way that we did when we were in person or when we were in the conference room. And, and that's just not the case. Yeah. So if I want to be, instead of having just a regular Zoom meeting, if I want to create a virtual experience instead, then I've got to be intentional about that. What questions can I have them answer? What things can I have them do differently? How can I have them do different actions or activities instead of always doing things on audio? How can I ask them to do certain things in the chat? How can I involve a poll? How can I utilize whiteboards? How can I have them have discussions in breakout groups, right? So I, I have this, this rule of thumb or something, I don't want to say a rule, it's like a guideline that I offer people when I'm sharing how to lead or how to, to facilitate virtual experiences even better. For every five minutes that, that you're online or that you're delivering content, think about two things that you can do to get that audience to respond or to engage. So that might be, hey, type this in the chat or share what you think in the chat. It might be answer a poll. It might be raise your hand, use the little reaction button. It might be, um, you know, look here. It might be right on screen. It might be get out your pen and circle this. It might be get up and grab this. I've done activities with, with big corporations where I had them go into a breakout group. And one activity that I had them do was I said, you want to sh share an item in your house that is meaningful to you. Here's the caveat. It can't be something that is already in arm's reach. So you've got to get up out your chair to go get something in your room and then come back and share with your group why that thing is meaningful to you. You've got 60 seconds. That's so great. That's so great. I love that. You can, I can see it immediately why someone, first of all, why they're engaged because you're making them physically do something, you know, yeah. the, mind, the mind and body are so connected that when they, you know, when they physically have to engage something, they're mentally engaged. Exactly. But also that's, you know, so already right there, you're breaking up the monotony, you're giving them something to do, you're jar, you know, you're spurt, you know, s s s jarring something in their head to, to, to engage and interact with you. And on top we of call that, that a, we call that a pattern disrupt. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. I'm familiar. And then, and then to, to do that with something meaningful, like now you're getting their hearts hooked. You got mm. their heads, heads hooked 
by making yep. them think and go, you know, get up and go do something. But now yep. when you're asking them to go get this little device that their dad gave them or whatever it might be, or that yep. their daughter drew for them, you know, like now their hearts in there. So that's, that's, oh, that's such a good tip because it's so yeah. easy. It's yeah. so easy to do that. And you've just connected their head and their heart in 60 seconds. Yeah. And especially if they don't know each other, right? It's yeah. now a way they get to know each other. And you inject laughter, mm -hmm. you inject humor, you inject personality into what was otherwise a dry training environment, a, a, a boring meeting. You know, it's 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 a reflection or reminder like, my gosh, we're human. <laughs> we're both human that's what that's what it made me think about it also injects uh, uh empathy and relatability yeah. which you 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 and i know very well stories do that so effectively yeah. but here's you showing another example of how you can create that that relatability because yeah let's say i go gr grab the terrible drawing my two-year-old daughter did but why yeah. it's so meaningful to me when i show that if you're a parent as well then you get that you laugh about that now yeah. you, you might not know me and we can't be in person to touch each other and shake hands yeah. Now you do, because we've shared that moment where it's kind of silly, you know, the thing our kids do that we love. But I love yeah. that so much. You're right. Now we're connected, even though we're far apart. That's beautiful, Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, you. I, no, love, I, I love what I do, man. I, I can enjoy. tell, man. Me too. And, <laughs> and when we first met, that's why I was like, oh, man, we're going to we're going to we're going to be great friends. Um, yeah. Why is video so powerful at at communicating these messages at telling these stories versus other mediums if you believe that's true first of all you can answer if you think i i feel like you do because you said you you know if you're these people you must be you know be using video right well i mean the, the, you've heard the idiom a picture is worth a thousand words man sure. so you can i mean there's different levels i mean if you think about how your life operates you've got you've got your phone with you quite a bit and you've got text so when somebody texts you, you read the text, but then you kind of have to put your own mental um, add-ons or meaning to certain things. What what do they really mean? What what is the body language? What 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 is the tone that they're expressing in this text? And sometimes we've all experienced that can be difficult, right? We could we could we could totally blow that. <laughs> we could we could mess that up, right? So we've we've got we've got the text version and then we can have audio we can have audio and so the audio i think about the audio like if my wife says to me babe how do i look and i respond um fine <laughs> right so 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 i if i say you laugh probably because yeah you're, buddy you're i know <laughs> um, so if i say fine my wife's like, oh, you know, it's, it's a thing. She 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 hates the word fine. She doesn't like the word fine. Right. Right. right, right. <laughs> but if I add some different intonation to that, it changes how she receives it. Right. Yeah. So if I if she says, how do I look? And I say, fine, it changes Yay. how she receives that. Right. So that but that's the audio. So now if I add the video to that, I could still have that same first intonation when I say fine. But if I said fine, for those of you that are seeing this on video, I'm like wiggling my eyebrows up and down. If I say fine, <laughs> right? <laughs> that totally changes things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So when video is like now outside of being in person, 
video is your highest form of expression right video is your most total or complete form of of delivering a message and so when you are delivering a message especially if you are a business owner do you want to take the chance that they misinterpret what you say and that's why copywriters are so great and important right because they take the written medium and they transfer information in a way that leaves little room for misinterpretation and then gets you gets people to the action that you want right but most of us aren't copywriters so we just write stuff Right. And it gets misinterpreted all the time. So <laughs> if I am a business owner, if I'm a small business owner, if I am a, a, uh, a coach, if I'm a, a consultant, if I'm an entrepreneur, and I want to share my heart, and I want to share my passion, and I want to share with people in a way that is unmistakable, right? They can see my face. They can see when my burrow, my, my, my eyebrows uh, start to knit and, and get burrowed, right? So they can see that I'm a bit, I'm intense and that I'm passionate about certain things. If I'm able to share all of that, they say that you do business with people you know, like, and trust. When you see that, it becomes so much easier. Why do you think companies pay millions of dollars for a 30 second spot on the Super Bowl? Why, why, why do people pay? Why do companies pay money for for commercials anyway? I mean, you see these commercials. I'm, I'm this commercial doesn't make me buy one commercial doesn't make me buy anything, right? It's the repetition of video content combined with audio content combined with the copy that we just talked about that really puts these subconscious thoughts in your brain so that when you're experiencing something, that's the company that you think about. You associate the company with that thing based on the video impression mm -hmm. and the audio impression and the copy impression that you've made. So again, video is like that, that, that highest form you've got, you know, several stages, but video is, is that highest one. And if you can conquer that, you, you're doing, you're doing a great job. You know, I was just thinking, I imagine also that video can replay in their heads like daydreams do. Because when I think about things, you know, you mentioned a couple of movies, I always think about movie scenes that yep. something in life makes me think of, right? Like, oh, yep. that reminds me of this movie. I don't know that I do that with audio. I don't really see right. something out in the world and I think of a song, maybe sometimes, but it's more like yeah. you hear something and it makes you think of a song. But like, this idea of daydreaming or flashbacks, like, yeah, that's another really powerful um, part of video imagery, right? As we can replay those images in, in our in our heads. And so if your video is powerful or if we, the Budweiser Clydesdale horses, you know, yeah, we may be out on a farm and think of Budweiser because we saw a horse, you know, or some, something like that. So I, that's another way that just popped in my head as you were describing that of how video sticks with us yeah. in, the, in the long term. Um, and so yeah, and video ahead. does stick with us. And I'm not saying it's the only way. It's just one of the easier ways. Right. So when there are some people who have 
conquered audio and are able to create videos in your brain based mm -hmm. on their their lyrics the ways that they totally. frame and phrase words i mean if you go way back in the day to when people only had radio and you had this guy orson wells yep. and uh war of the worlds right and he came on the radio and he created these vivid this vivid imagery in people's minds every single week masterfully and there are some people who are able to do that by using uh, colors. This, what, what's the name of this book? This guy named Nick Boothman wrote a book called, um, golly, he, I, the first book that, that I had by him was called How to Connect in 90 Seconds or Less. But there's another book that he wrote that talks about um, the color of words or something of that nature. I don't remember what the name of it, man, I'll get it by the time we finish this episode. Uh, but he also talked about using color in, in your words. And one of the things when I, when I speak to people, when I deliver sessions to organizations about public speaking or presentation or storytelling, one of the techniques that I share with them to use, one of the easiest ways to engage your audience is to ask a question right at the beginning of your speech. And not a yes or no question, a question that causes them to go a little bit deeper and causes a video to begin playing in their mind because they can't help it. They can't help it. Our minds, we are, there, there, there is a trigger that our minds have, right? And science, scientists refer to this as instinctive elaboration. And that's a theory that says whenever you're asked a question, your mind can't help but answer it. It's like, you, you, you can't help it. Instinctive. You may not say it out of your mouth. Instinctive elaboration. You're, oh. you're, you're, you may not say it out of your mouth. But you think it. But you think it and you can't help but answer it. You can't help it. Your mind starts to, to move in a specific direction because the question was answered. It's like a trigger. That's awesome. <laughs> right? So there are some questions that are better for this, mm -hmm. but pretty much all questions do it. And if you start with that, what it does is it helps your audience to get away from focusing on you for just a moment and get into their brains and begin creating a video or creating an image. They're like, wait a minute, you know, how many of you came here by car? Did I come here by car? Okay, now they start, they start, start thinking, thinking about, about it. How many of you woke up and had coffee this morning? Wait a minute, let me go back and replay <laughs> what, what, what I had for breakfast this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, imagine what it would be like if, okay, I'm imagining, and what you're doing here too? Oh, I love this. Start like we're all we're coming full circle here. What you're doing when you do that? You mentioned this word being self-aware at the beginning of our conversation. Now mm -hmm. you're making them self-aware without yep. them realizing. They're tapping into their minds. So when you start thinking about these other things about how to be intentional, yeah. and all, and all that, that you've got your audience self-aware now. I love yeah. that. I don't I don't know if you even meant to do that, but that's the beauty of what we're talking about. Is it's all connected. And Bro, you... this is a master class. People should be paying for this. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll, we'll set one up officially. We'll hook them in with the, with the podcast yeah. episode. No, yeah, dude, it's so it's so valuable. But and this point about imagery and the way we see it, this is this is what how humans have always uh, communicated. The first language of communication was pictures, right? And it yeah. always has been. Then we figured out how to use text to make picture, you know, to, to, to uh, tell the stories of scenes and things like that, but yeah. it always was images first. And so I love that point of, if you don't have video and you just have copy or words or text, mm -hmm. use words that make pictures in our minds. Right. Yes. I, I, I love that concept. Now I know there's a lot of people I've worked with a lot of people that say something like, 
okay, but I don't want to do it on video or I don't like being on camera, you know, or something along those lines. What do you say to that person? Because it's very clear your stance on why video is so uh, effective and impactful and why people should use it and utilize it. Mm -hmm. Some people are still reluctant to because of just the feeling that a camera, you know, does to them. Yeah. Any suggestions for that type of person? I tell them get over it. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> Stuck it up. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think what that comes from a lot of times is you're on camera. And so you're not, you can't see the reaction of the person in front of you. Good point. And so it's delayed or you, they might be criticizing you in their heads, but you don't know it because you can't judge their facial reactions or response. And so there's that fear. Mm -hmm. So I, I really try to point people towards two things. Number one, what is the ultimate result that you want? And what's the best way and most effective, efficient way to get there? Because see, a lot of the things that we fear, uh, most fear is irrational fear, True. right? And I, I'm never gonna say that fear is a totally negative thing because fear is a response built in our body uh, meant to keep us safe. Right. <laughs> right? Yep, so yep. if I'm standing in the middle of a street and a bus is coming, um, <laughs> if I have no fear, then that's that is, wrong. <laughs> Something's wrong. Something's wrong, right? But I, I really want to get to a place where I, I'm asking the question, what is the ultimate result that I want? And then once we kind of break through that, then I start to look at why do we fear certain things? Why don't you feel like um, camera is is the best way for you? Or why don't you want to get on camera? Are you nervous about me looking at you now? And most often people, the responses that I get is not that they're nervous about me looking at them. They're nervous about messing up. They're nervous, nervous about forgetting their words. They're nervous about rambling. And I'm like, ah, we've got a fix for that. It's called teleprompter. Let's go. <laughs> let's, let's do this. Right. And so once we kind of navigate some of those nerves, people then begin to say, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, people see me all the time and I'm not freaked out walking down the street. People see me. Right. Um, it really becomes about I want to feel confident in what I'm saying. I want to feel comfortable that my message is coming across. You know, we make all sorts of excuses. I don't like how I look on camera. I don't like how I sound. I remember I used to do music. And I remember the very first time that we went into the studio and and I recorded a lead vocal and went back to the student to the booth to listen with the producer and the producer. And I was like, I don't like the sound of my voice. And the producer said to me, he said, yeah, you know, that voice that that you're listening to that you absolutely hate the sound of. You know, that's the one we hear all the time, right? And we're, and we're good with it. <laughs> and we're good with it. So once we kind of realize that we're kind of, we're, how do I say this? We're concocting fears. We're, 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 we're making stuff up um, to keep us from actually accomplishing what it is that we know we need to accomplish. And once we are aware enough to, to recognize that, dude, I mean, ultimately, I'm just making excuses. Yeah. You know, and we can connect that excuse or we can disconnect that excuse from what we really want, then, you know, we at least get people to a, to make at least a first or a second attempt. You know why I know, like, I knew when we first talked that I wanted to dive deeper with you, have you on the show, collaborate mm -hmm. with you in a, in a variety of ways. And 
what you just said, I mean, this proves me right. It confirms every, you know, inclination that I had today, you know, so for everyone listening, this isn't planned. The storytelling lab is very conversational. I don't send questions beforehand. It's not really an interview. In my opinion, it's a conversation. So Robert had no idea what we were going to talk about today, Robert, uh, Wednesdays, I have a column at a local publication here in North Carolina. I've done it for three years now today. My entry was making up our own monsters. Oh boy. Literally yeah. about the same thing you're talking about. And that see, that just shows that I knew there was a connection in, in the way we viewed the world. I've learned so much from you already in this, in this 30 minutes we've been talking. So I know the audience will too, but yeah. that's why I vibe with you, man, because like, I totally get what you're saying. I literally wrote about it uh, last night and I used the example of how my daughter who's almost three now, you know, she thinks there's a monster under the bed and we just, I show her that there's not. And, tell her, Hey, this is your room, your safe space. Yeah. She goes back to bed. But I've also worked with clients who do that, who do that, do that very thing. They make up a monster that's totally fabricated. I love that you went there because yeah. I've, I've been in that space today. So I just wanted to take a moment to just call that out because I just feel this like, you know, connection, this synergy with you. And that was a good, good example of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what are other examples, whether with businesses or individuals, of common struggles like that? Because I think what you just talked about, that creating your own fear is definitely one of them. I think a lot of people do that. I've done that. I mean, I still do that. And then I, but I'm yeah. self-aware enough to realize after a short time, like, hey, Rain, you know, this is in your head, you're tripping. What are some of the other common things that you tend to help people work through that you see time and time again with businesses or, or uh, individuals trying to, to, to tell them or share their messages? Yeah. You know, I I mean, I wish I could go down a laundry list of stuff, but (laughs) ultimately, I mean, I think we hit it on the head just now. It all really stems from the same thing. uh, And it just kind of manifests or shows up in different ways. So it comes from, first of all, the fear Mm -hmm. of stuff. And then the second piece is the, the, the lack of knowledge or the not knowing certain things. So, for example, the thing that I've been working on in my business is really being more strategic with delegation. Yes. Stop uh, tr- navigating what I call Superman syndrome, right? Mm. I, I, I can do all, I'm strong. <laughs> I can do it all myself, right? And so we make excuses. I know for years I've made excuses about doing certain things myself. I was, my, my first business was a, an online gospel music portal. And with that, that business, we interviewed gospel music artists and independent artists as well. What I found out was that some of them didn't have websites. Ding, 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 new web, new business opportunity. So I started to build websites for some of these artists. And I did that for a little while, right? I learned how to build websites on my own. I just, you know, I learned HTML in like two days in order to put up a site because I found that I could get free CDs from A&R representatives if I interviewed the artist. That was the whole idea behind the first business, right? I I should have told you that story first. Anyway, um, so anyway, I ended up building websites. So I have the skill set to build websites. Yeah. I, I understand HTML. I, I understand ASP. I understand PHP. I can navigate around WordPress. I can mess around with CSS. I can I can do all of those things. Should I be building my own websites? 
Heck no. That's the answer right now. No. Right. Because that's not my greatest and best uh, ability. Right. That's that's not where my most creative work mm -hmm. comes from. But for years, I did that just that I built my own websites. I, I'm looking around for WordPress themes and doing all these things because I, because I could because it was yeah. one of my technical gifts. <laughs> because it was one of you know, and because um, I didn't want to pay somebody else to do it, or you know, so that's I guess that's another struggle, not knowing, and because we don't know, sometimes we rationalize our way through life, or we rationalize our way through our business, messing around with stuff that we don't really need to be Whew. messing around with. I feel seen. I feel slightly attacked. Uh, <laughs> it's like just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Right. You know, I think that's a that's a perfect place to end today. And folks, if you want the rest of the master class, we will we will set it up soon for you. Um, so, yeah. so so for those listening who are interested in, in learning more, what are you working on or what do you have for people uh, available this year? Where can they learn from you? Well, the biggest place right now is YouTube. You can go to youtube.com forward slash Robert Kennedy three, and you can find me there. You can find videos about the techniques and the technologies of storytelling there. And we release new videos every Tuesday and Thursday. Outside of that, you can find me all on all social media, pretty much as Robert Kennedy three. And you can hang out with me at the Storytellers Growth Lab by going to storytellersgrowthlab.com. And that'll lead you to our Facebook group. And we can hang out and have fun there. We do challenges every couple of months. Uh, last month, we did one called the Livestream Confidence Challenge. In March, like we'll be doing another one called the Video Storytellers Challenge. And we'll be sharing with people how they can utilize storytelling to make videos even more compelling and connective with the people that they are sending the videos to or who or their audience overall oh that's so, great yeah. yeah 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 our listeners will, will love that man thank you yeah. so much for coming on we talked for just about 45 minutes and it was jam-packed with value man so you you are a man of your word you deliver you <laughs> deliver my friend love it thank you brother thanks for having me on i appreciate you thanks robert my name is rain bennett Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. If you're already a subscriber and you're enjoying the show, give us a review and let us know the value that you've gotten from it. We love to hear from our listeners and learn about the benefits that they're getting from the show. That's what fuels us and that's what fuels the show. And if you've already subscribed and you've already reviewed it and you think there's someone else that would benefit from listening to this show, please, please share it with them. The more we grow, the more we can help you grow, and that's what we're here to do. Join us next time on the Storytelling Lab. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Undaria Algae Body Oil and Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. 
Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.